Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us for another episode of Behind the Fire. Today's episode is titled The Candid. Um, I'm sitting with Adrian Morrison right now, um, and we are just going to just have a conversation about transition. Um, how do you feel, Adrian? Uh, hey, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel... I feel nervous, but I think right now I feel more excited. Because I, I just meant, I just meant what you feel like right now. Like how oh, okay, are you okay. today? Oh, I'm, I, I, I just, you good? <laughs> I, I don't get into it. No. Um, how you feel right now? You um, good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. All right, so we are, we are just um, a little bit over a week while we're recording this. Um, a little bit over a week <clears throat> away from the transition, the transfer. Um, and what's what's going to happen for most people, if you don't know yet, is I am, after doing this for 10 years, and I'm saying 10 years, right? Most people are like, you haven't been doing it for 10 years. I've absolutely been doing it for 10 years. True. Trust me. If those of you who are listening, I've absolutely been doing this for 10 years. Um, but um, it's going to be time for us to transition, to move forward, to pass it over to the next generation. Um, so you guys will hear this uh, in my sermon, but I wanted to share a little bit about how it happened where basically, I, I want to say it was a year, 2020 was, 2020 was the pandemic. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was the year before the pandemic um, where I sort of started feeling a little bit uh, cramped in my assignment, I would say. Um, not in a bad way. I just felt like um, there was more for me to do. Mm-hmm. And I started to ask God, okay, God, um, I sort of feel that there's more what's next like where should i be going what should i be doing um and i heard god say to prepare for transition and just one day while adrian and i were sitting together in my office um i began to share with him now at this point we're both like a weepy mess we're crying because god is speaking in that moment and we're sort of like both trying to process it um but in that space i said um i want to be able to hand this over to you like Mm -hmm. um god told me that you're the one that's going to take this thing to the next level. Um, so we sort of like, we, we did that, but we moved on. It wasn't until prayer day. Yeah. What year was that? Um, it wasn't this past year. Maybe 2021? Maybe 2021 when yeah. the Bishop Darius Nixon came um, and made it so evident that we were, that we were, yeah, like we were tapped into the right space where he basically said that God is going to shift what's on me and put it on Adrian for the youth ministry. And from that moment on, I was like, okay, God, firstly, I'm grateful that I'm able to hear you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we, so many people take that for granted. Like I'm grateful. And, and those of you who are listening, right, remember that you can trust God's voice in your mind, in your heart, because um, he'll always send confirmation, confirmation to, to yeah. his word. So so with that being said, like I went into the next season already prepared to hand it over. So it's happening. Um, we are we are we're Man. almost there. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk about. Do you remember the day when I when we spoke when you were in my office? Yeah, um, it was. I think it was maybe two occasions. So it was, okay. it was that first one. And then it was the second time that you told me to sit in your chair. Yeah. Um, and he was like, um, that's where you'll be from now on. Yeah. Um, and I, I I thought about that last week um, and I was kind of thinking about the service. Like, I'm like nervous kind of be in your spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel really nervous, but I feel excited too because I know that um, it's a lot of bigger stuff that's going to be happening. What was going through your head as far as the transition of, of knowing that you'll be next? So what did, what did it mean for you? Um, to be honest, my first thoughts was this man is lying. 
This man is crazy. Um, I told God several times. Even he like, tells God that I'm crazy. <laughs> this is not the first time he said that. He, he thinks I'm crazy. No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, but I told God, pick somebody else. And I actually had somebody's name in my mind um, to pick someone else because I, I didn't think that I was going to get the support that I needed, that I wasn't um, that person for the job. I stutter. Like, I, I feel like I'm not adequate enough to have that position and that assignment. But then every time that I would say that to God, then either, you know, you a bishop or somebody else would kind of you know, call me out and like, oh man, this is for you. I'm like, God, shut up. Like, stop talking to me. Uh, that was kind of with my mind. But even before that, right? Remember mm-hmm. when I took over um, and I knew nothing oh, about being a youth pastor, um, what I did know, and I think this is, I want you to all realize this. Um, Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you aren't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when I became youth pastor, I knew I was a preacher. I knew I would be a prophet. I knew I would be creative. But what I knew I would not be able to do is sing. Yeah. So I, you were one of the first appointments I made in the youth ministry. It was like, hey, come sit down. I need you to, to lead the music. At that point, Adrian had not been leading music. I mean, mm-hmm. am I lying? Nope. Um, he had not been leading praise and worship. It was nothing. But I knew I couldn't do it. And I knew that God was putting Adrian um and connecting us in that way so it started way back then of yeah, transition he, he's like saying it's all like cute and fancy now <laughs> in the moment it was it was like more so like because we didn't really speak prior to that moment okay I, let's I let's, think, now let's let's talk about that because you say that quite often did i did i not speak was i unkind to you or? i don't remember you like that okay okay uh, cool cool but then it was just in that moment he was like yeah, humble so, me god um i don't sing so i'm gonna need you to to like do that and kind of step into that role so um let me know now if you want to do it or not. And I was like, yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> and from that moment on, I just been in that. How did that, that that moment feel different from the moment of saying, "Now take over me for take over from me at the youth with the youth"? Um, there it was more so pressure of like skill, like, um, but now it's it's like more so. I feel a weight to kind of pass to people. You know what I mean? Like it's like. It's like it's a um, different assignment to have people come to you for advice, for like you know, like spiritual guidance to be have a charge for a very impactful part of a of a ministry. Because yeah. if there is no youth, then there is like nothing else in the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was I felt. I think that's like a risk, a very risky statement. Most people don't believe that, but yeah. if you don't have a functioning. Um, a growing youth department, yeah. then it sort of locks up your future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that that's so important. And I hope people realize that is everything I sought to do with Fresh Fire was always to secure the future of ministry. Yeah. And that's how I looked at my assignment. And that's how you got to look at your assignments going forward is it's not just about preaching. It's not just about how great I can be. It's like my assignment now is preserving the ministry, right, you know right. what I mean. Yeah, That's yeah. how I always looked at it. Um, so we we flash forward to you sitting at my desk, and and you said there was two occasions. What right, was you? Yeah. yeah, the first one was the one that you're talking about, where you just told me um, in the office. Okay, and, and then the other one was a chair in the chair. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then we sit down for um, most every year around the same time. I do a thing where I sit down with the staff, with the youth leaders, and we plant. Um, we plan for what's happening. It's not really plan. We already know what's happening. I give what we're going to do. And this year I sat down and I, I said, okay, I'm doing from September to December. January 13th will be my last day. Um, and I sort of felt like the room was like, yeah, yeah, like I, I feel like they they believed me before, yeah. But putting a plan in place was like, oh shoot, this is really happened. happening, yeah. yeah and I could feel, I could feel <clears throat> things shifting in the room. To be honest with you, when we closed Fresh Fest, 
the Praise Fresh Fest, yeah, I believe uh-huh. it was, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever year that was, we were really bad with years. But we, we do a thing where we do like an appreciation dinner afterwards and sitting at that table and saying to you all, this will be the last time this will be like this, yeah. right? And I remember breaking down at the table um, because I think I think change is, is scary. Yeah. Um, change is a harsh kind of like way to... to embrace life but it's it's so necessary change is necessary so we're sitting at the table and that happens but then we we're done and i'm planning and then at that moment i think everyone realized yeah um that it was gonna happen it was like such like a hush over the room it was yeah. like a um what are we going with that like 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 what are we to do like that it was, it was very weird <laughs> so over the years right um what do you think you have gotten from fresh fire Oh man, I feel like Fresh Fire was like a breeding ground for like gifts. Um, okay. I feel like I wouldn't have known the full potential of like where I could go if it wasn't for Fresh Fire. Um, even like down to me like leading worship, even like um, more kind of simpler than that, just me having a relationship with God. I like, I just wouldn't be where I am in my confidence, in my ability, and how I hear God. Um, I think that Fresh Fire was like a what was it about Fresh Fire you think that mentored that in you, though? Um, I think it was a freedom to worship, to do things that... And and it's not that we weren't doing that on, like, you know, on a Sunday morning, but there's, there's a difference when a group of kind of young people who are like-minded and, mm-hmm. and are kind of going after God for the same reason, mm-hmm. um, it makes a difference. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that, that freedom that we had in Fresh Fire, like a very... Immense kind of passionate worship culture. Yeah, that we had. Yeah, yeah. I want. How do you, How do you think that developed? That was always my hope, but I don't. Yeah. I can't even pinpoint the moment where. Like, do you remember where it shifted like that for us? Because I, I, I think uh, there was a season where we were doing like games in our service. We, were, we it took us a while. People don't understand this. They're always like, Pastor, like, how did you do this? How did you do this? Show us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys don't realize that it took us a while to get our groove. Mm-hmm. Um, when do you can you pinpoint a moment, a season, a time? And we've done we've done some of some of everything from mm-hmm. plays to fashion shows to um, Christmas drives, toy drives. Like we've done some of everything. I just don't know what happened. We just looked up one day and it felt like yeah, everything had clicked into place. I, I think, and anything's not kind of cliche, but I feel like when you got more serious and more passionate about. Um, what you did, we kind of just like followed you, like mm-hmm. because you love God. It's not that we love God because you love God, but we had an example of like what that love looked like, yeah. like what it actually. Um, how important? Like, yeah, how exactly. important is how important is loving God to ministry? Exactly, it's impossible to do it without the other. Like you have so. to love God. I think so, and that was something I always tried to mentor. Um, and the next generation was like, you all, as much as I love you and as much as I'm grateful, as much as you respect me, mm-hmm. like I need the first thing in your life to be how much you love God, yeah. right? When I used to sit down with leaders, the top of my list was I need to know where your relationship is with God. Yeah. I'm not saying you need to be perfect. I'm saying you need to be in pursuit, right? Yeah. Right. And that is so key is no one is perfect. I still at this moment with all that I do, I am nowhere near where I want to be, but I'm in pursuit of Yeah. And I think that was, that's so important. Um, what else have you learned? You learned. What else have you learned from Fresh Fire? Um, learned from Fresh Fire. I, I feel like like so much to actually name and pinpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned how to be a leader from Fresh Fire. Um, I think that I'm nowhere, like you said, like you know where I think I should be. But I feel like 
um, knowing what that leadership position feels like, what it what it entails, what it means to disappoint people, to get the approval from like God, you know what I mean? To have people um, not understand all your decisions, but still kind of go with it because you have to make a decision. Um, I think I've like learned how to because when I when I when I came on board as the uh, music director from the church, mm-hmm. I was um, it was in the middle of a, like a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so even even with that kind of first fire kind of prepared me to like know how to do things on my own, like yeah. kind of just like you know do the work for it. I don't have like a big staff helping me. It's just me, and I just go for it. Right. Yeah. I think interestingly enough, I think that's one of the things I got from French Fry was it developed my leadership, mm-hmm. um, but not in a way where it's like, oh, now you're in charge of people. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, it developed my leadership where it put me in the face of God more, mm-hmm. right? And that's so different when we say, oh, it developed my leadership. Oh, you had to do meetings. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro. When I mean it developed my leadership, it forced me to be in God's face. Right, right. It made me want to be in with God more. It made me pray more. It made me study my word more. And that was a reflection yeah. in my leadership. It wasn't like I learned how to be a leader because of, I learned how to be a leader because it forced me back mm-hmm. to God. It forced me to be consistent with God. And I think that's so important. Not enough people are consistent with God. It also helped me too to like be more compassionate with like people okay. in the story. Because I feel like if you if you are leading people who you are detached from, you're a bad leader. Um, yeah. So I feel like just kind of knowing people and knowing how they are, like being sensitive to to of their emotions and like what they're going through in that day, you have, you have to be very in touch with who you're leading. Yeah. Um, yeah. What kind of leader do you hope you will be? Um... I, I want to be a leader who cultivates, who inspires people, um, who kind of can push people to go past what they're what they're actually feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And it takes more effort than just saying that um, to actually ignore what you feel and like yeah. still go to um, whatever you have to go to. Um, yeah. that's, a, that's a big thing. Yeah, I um. I think that I think you're on your way to becoming that. I think it's um, it's a process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I what, what would you say? What are some of the leadership leadership traits you would take from from my lane? Um, sheesh. Um, I want to inherit the the ability to cultivate people um, to see things in them that they don't even see. I mean, I think it's easy to um, see something that people love, but what if what they're called to, they don't love yet. Yeah, wow. Um, so yeah, like yeah, to yeah. actually see that in people and to be the reason why they follow their passion with God. I feel like to have that, um, have that story, like um, Adrian was able to see this that I didn't see myself and kind of have that same thing that you kind of did with me because I didn't know that I was going to be a leader or to like lead, lead a youth group or a music ministry if it wasn't for you. So um, I think that's a key thing to kind of pull that stuff out of people and not just, and not just call it out, but actually help them to kind of walk through it. Um, and that's another whole different conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think your you your relationship, our relationship, uh, I, I think is one of the most important to me because mm-hmm. I always wanted to have someone to be able to pour into. Yeah. And it's easy to pour <clears throat> into a group, but to have someone, to have a cup to pour into. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, that was always my prayer. And I, I don't want to be emotional, but... I, I was so grateful to me because it, it meant that God was honoring my leadership mm. to have someone to pour into. Yeah. Um, if you don't have anyone that is trying to pick up where you are, mm-hmm. to me, it feels a little bit dishonorable in ministry. Yeah. It's like maybe God can't trust you to pour, you know? So your relationship, our relationship has always been one of the ones that uh, my wife is always like, would you leave him alone? Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I won't. 
I won't. Because um, you mean that much to me. Your your purpose means that much to me. And that's why I continue to pour not into you, to, to so many of the young people in Fresh Fire, right. because... I want them to be not who I expect them to be, because you could never live up to my expectations. I want to cultivate them to be who God has called and shaped for them to be. Um, so sometimes that's a hard thing because we don't believe in ourselves. Like you said something earlier, it was like, well, how do you teach people to love something that they may not love yet? Right, you know, right. that that's what they're called to do. Yeah. Um, there are days when I don't love my assignment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's way more difficult for sure. Then I feel like it should be, yeah. you know, and I love God. That's, that is never, that's never the question. It's not like, oh, you don't look, I love God with all my heart. Some days I wrestle with my assignment mm -hmm. um, because it's, it, it makes me um, vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, some days it makes me sad. Most days it makes me happy, but there are, there are some sad days. Um, how are you going to prepare for those, those sad days that come with the assignment? I can kind of ask you like that to kind of answer like what do you do like you've been pouring for 10 years right yeah. so what do you in those moments where you feel like you have nothing to pour or like nothing to give what do you do like how do you um, get that back yeah um, I think that prayer has been and this you know sometimes I hate saying things like that because it just seems like it seems so cliche yeah, but honest true. to God mm -hmm. it was my private prayer life mm -hmm. that secured my public leadership man and wow. some people don't have public leadership because their private prayer time is in shambles. Jeez. It was my private time with God that made me a good public leader. Um, so I would say to you, secure your private time with God. Right. That means that there are places you won't be able to go. There are conversations you won't be able to be involved with. Mm -hmm. There are people you will have to disconnect from um, because you got to make a decision that your purpose it's priority. It's bigger, yeah. Good grief. That is a shirt right there. <laughs> my purpose is my priority, yeah. right? And that means what God says about me, mm -hmm. what God wants me to do. That is the most important thing. So I prayed, um, and I had the most amazing group of people around me yeah. who, when I felt like quitting, would not let me quit. Mm -hmm. um, my wife poured into me in prayer. My wife pushed me. Fernando, Stefan, Courtney, Andre, um, these people rallied. There were some days where I legit they would they would build walls around me while yeah, I was yeah. crumbling. Like yeah. I'm telling you, bro. Like they would not move until I was okay. Um, there were instances where literally I just felt so disappointed mm -hmm. with things that were around and surrounding our ministry. I just honestly didn't want to go on. Yeah. But them being committed to what I was doing kept me focused. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. Pray, of course, but make sure you have the right people around you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always going to be someone that's here to cover you. Um, always someone that's going to be able to pour into you. But you got to make sure it's it's almost like you pour. If I poured something great into you, but then you took what I put into you and you pour you 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 housed it in a place like a barn. Right, right. It would be like um, the most expensive glass of wine. I know y'all. I know y'all. I know y'all drink <laughs> um, the most expensive glass of wine. But then you go to the barn and you drink it with the animals. Mismanagement. Mismanagement of what I poured. Yeah, yeah. Right, and and that's that's sort of like sort of like the hardest thing to do because you want to fit in. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's the natural side of people. It's like I want to fit in. I want to be. I'm around people, but the truth is, like, if you're called to do something, most times you won't fit in. That's good. All right, so let's, like, change gears a little bit, right? So what is one, like, pivotal moment in your ministry tenure, right, as, like, a youth pastor that you could say <clears throat> that, that you kind of thought to yourself, I love doing this. Like, I, I, 
I, I really love being a youth pastor. Like, what was one moment you could say? I think the plays. I figured you were going to say that. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I love I love production stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, we stumbled upon a, a script today, and we were, we were both, like, cracking up. But yeah. putting that together, being in rehearsals for that, and setting the staging, that stuff meant so much to me. Um, also, I love the after-rehearsal or sometimes after church where you all are just like clinging to mm-hmm. me and we're just sitting and talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I leave out of those moments like, man, I don't believe that I won't have this forever. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, so pouring I'm the plays, you. the yeah, I know you're not going to leave me alone. I, I know. I know. <laughs> um, but the plays were, were surely a highlight. Um, also when we did those toy drives, bro, mm, I thought those yeah. were amazing. Um, we had such worship experience. I don't know. I can't even like. It's a lot, right? It's a lot because yeah. we've had. I preached the subject um, walking on water. That, that was um, a crazy service. That to this day, that service still um, sends goosebumps down my arm because the way we worship. Um, I remember you coming up to my office like, Pastor, there are people still at the altar. And I was like, okay, like <laughs> at that point, I'm, I'm preached out. I'm drained. I'm like, okay, so go go down to them. But those moments of seeing people hungry for God, yeah. hungry for the, the move, hungry for the word, hungry for um, not the prophetic because I was no longer even down there. Yeah. They were hungry for the presence of God. Um, those moments make me proud to be a youth pastor. Right. Um, watching how you all have cultivated gifts. We did a whole album Man. of songs that you wrote and was able to record with your own team that you trained. Yeah. With musicians who went here, who loved what we did, and most of them sold into our, our um, project. Um, that was a big deal to me. Um, sometimes I'm a little disappointed with with the lack of support that that got, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. Yeah. But it's still one of our accomplishments. So so much great stuff yeah. to like go off of. Yeah, I'm I'm proud of so much, which is better than having to like figure out what right. there is yeah, to be yeah, proud yeah, of. Yeah. So I'm I'm proud of so much that we've done. Okay, has Fresh Fire has Fresh Fire changed you at all? Um, I feel like. Um, I changed with like, I changed with yeah. with with um, Fresh Fire. Okay. Um, I feel like you I, grew up with right, Fresh exactly. Fire. Like, we technically, bro, if you yeah. think about it, ten years. How old are you now? I'm twenty three. Um, that means you were thirteen when we started. Yeah. I'm thirty five. I was twenty five, fresh out of having kids. Actually, twenty five. I I just got married. married I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm newly married. We had kids right away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm figuring out how to be a husband how to be a father how to be a leader to you and all all at the same time Jeez. so we we really work this out going together how to be a father kind of um teach you how to be a better pastor or if it did or was it the, was it the other way around well you know one of the things i always say about being a father was um I love my children so immensely that I always say to myself, if this is the love that God has for us magnified by a million, then that is crazy. Um, So my children taught me how much I meant to God, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if I love my children like that and I'm God's child, what does he feel about me? Um, But um, my children, being a father, it helped me to live a balanced um, ministry life also. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always tell a story about how I was sitting at a table one time and my kids were laughing, my children were laughing, 
And my mind was so preoccupied with ministry stuff that I had no idea what they were laughing at. Man. And that moment scared me. And I made a vow in that space that I would never do that. So um, it taught me how to be a balanced pastor, mm-hmm. my children. Um, being a father taught me how to be balanced. Um, so I, I would say that's probably the most important thing it taught me. Being consistent, yeah. being balanced, being fair. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope that people, I would hope that people thought I was a fair leader. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that there's a lot of uh, talk that I, I've, you know, placed more t- attention other places or into more into certain people, but that stuff was never done intentionally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mentored and I poured into those who sat underneath me. Right. Um, and a lot of times, if you weren't available for my poor, I didn't chase. Mm-hmm. Um, is that bad? Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. Was it my responsibility? Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know that, but I think just as a leader, sometimes I'm like, should I be chasing people? Should I, should I have done more? Should I have? Even Elijah, he he just like threw the coat and just walked away. Yeah, like you have to want to, yeah, like get a poor. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be, that would be the plight of my ministry is. Mm-hmm. I hope I didn't miss anyone. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like those are the regrets I have when doors are closed. Yeah, yeah. I hope I didn't miss anyone. I hope there wasn't someone who needed me and I was present but wasn't available for them. Do you feel like you poured everything you could have into the, into into fresh fire? I really do. And I hope people feel like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to, I would love to know if people feel like I poured enough. But can you really ever satisfy people? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I would hope that people felt like, man, this this guy did this with his entire being. That's what I feel like. I feel like I did it with all of my energy, all of my strength, all of my love, all of my attention, all of my concern, all of my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I hope people understand how much, I hope Fresh Fire understands how much they meant to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I really hope that. Um, and that I'm not leaving them but I'm I'm moving over. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still gonna be watching them. I'm yeah. still gonna be taking care of them. I'm still gonna sure. be covering them, covering all of you. Um because your growth is still my responsibility, especially yeah. especially you is it, I'm responsible to make sure that you don't fail at this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't always have that. I always I sort of had to figure things out by myself, but with God. Yeah, yeah. So never by myself, but sometimes you you want the affirmation of people. Of people. Yeah. And I think I would also put that in my regret column. Yeah. It's sometimes I did things and didn't realize how good it was because people didn't affirm it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I did stuff that was so impactful that people from other states would be reaching out to me about it. And I'd be like, dang, I don't even know if the people right underneath me yeah. understood how powerful it was. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that would hurt that would hurt my feelings. Yeah. Um But I'm 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 good. I can I can step aside knowing that I gave it my all. Right, yeah. Um, I gave it my best shot. Uh, and I think I think we have proof of that. I think we have proof of that. Ten years of proof. Ten years of proof. And and I think also, and maybe there might be a youth leader who's watching this or who's listening to this and they're like, um, yeah, but I only have 20 people. Uh, proof of, of God is not how many people you have. Gideon had to get rid of people, in yeah. fact. Um, it's not about how many people. It's about how impactful yeah. Is your ministry changing lives? Are you growing anyone? Can yeah, someone fruit. do? Yeah. Is there any fruit? It, can someone do something now because of your ministry that they couldn't do ten right. years ago? Yeah, 
And and my answer to all those questions are yes. Yeah. So I, I did what I was supposed to do, mm-hmm. um, and I'm ready to do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. If if that makes sense. So we look forward. I'm looking forward. That's a whole word right there. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I, I really am. I'm excited about what God is going to do. I'm not just in Fresh Fire because elevation, elevation is a trend, mm-hmm. right? And if I'm being elevated, you're being elevated. Um, whoever's listening to this moment, you're being elevated. Yeah. Because ele- elevation is a trend. So I'm, I'm excited to see where people are going. Um, I would be more uh, depressed or sad if no one was going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited. All right, that's enough. We, ready. <laughs> we, we got a little emotional. Um, we love y'all so much. Yeah, man, love you guys. Um, thank y'all for listening. Um, if you have not liked the podcast, do that. Subscribe, all that great stuff. Share it out. Forward it to someone. Um, most of all, don't forget to support the Fresh Fire movement. We're not going anywhere. Um, we're going to be 10 times greater. Um, and you definitely want to be a part of this. We love you, and we'll get with you. Love you guys. All right, later.